With a record of 21-2 and and the number two ranking in the AP poll, the Boilermakers welcomed Indiana to Mackey on February 21st, 1988. IU came in at 15-7 on the year, but had rallied late to beat Purdue in Assembly Hall three weeks earlier. Needless to say, the rematch had taken on an even greater importance after that result. We've got a special treat for you this week on Katie Corner as we take an inside look at the big matchup. You're about to go inside the Purdue locker room pregame as Coach Katie and Assistant Coach Kevin Stallings talk strategy. Then Coach and the Cliz will discuss the game itself and will take you into the locker room afterwards. Here's Katie Corner for February 28th, 1988. Hi everyone, welcome to the Purdue locker room and the Gene Katie Show. We are going to take you behind the scenes of the Indiana-Purdue game last week, last Sunday, and uh, we're going to have a chance to talk about that ball game. Coach, congratulations on beating the Hoosiers. Uh, very big ball game for you and you came away with a nice victory. Well, it's a, a Big Ten win that was very important to us because we're now st still able to maintain the lead. And naturally, when you're playing the, the team at your rival, it's always nice and sweet to win that one. But did we learn anything? Uh, can we keep our momentum? And those type of things always stick in a coach's mind. What we're going to do today, we were able to go behind the scenes, and Coach Katie, of course, was very gracious to let his team and his coaching staff be available to us. And on this special edition of the Coach Gene Katie Show, we're going to take a, a good look at that Indiana-Purdue game. Mel still has Garrett, 22. Roy still has Hillman, 44. His change here. Tony's going to take smart. 23. And then after you warm up, Kip, I want you to tell me how that's doing. About five things we've got to execute if we're going to be a successful team today, guys. First one, of, we've always done all year all very well is get the ball inside. Try to get Garrett in foul trouble. Get us on the free throw line a lot. And uh, wear them down on defense. Secondly, keep the ball out of the post, or if it goes to the post, make sure we get people covered down. Third, have movement and patience on offense because if the first time we played them, they did a great job stepping out, taking our offense away from us here, and they got us to standing. Adjust to whatever they do. They may come out in a 2-3 zone, who knows. But I'd say with that lineup, they're planning on playing a man-to-man. Give no second, third shots. If we force them into taking a bad shot, we've got to take advantage of it, get the basketball, get the loose balls. We've had a little trouble with that this year, and each game from now until NCAA time, we've got to get better at number four. Get a body against them on a block out, get the loose balls, and let's get into our EV. Fifth, we must play with a frenzy on defense. This has to come from practice, guys. You're just not all of a sudden going to play in a frenzy in a game just because you want to if you haven't done it in practice. So if we haven't done it there, that's going to be wishful thinking. That's why you've got to be able to do that tomorrow in practice or the next day or whatever. Assume all shots are missed. Search yourself on the boards. Have good body balance on defense, guys. We're not letting people penetrate with the dribble. Get a body against them and block out. If you do those three things, you'll have a good afternoon. You know, every afternoon you're not going to be a hot shooting team, so you've got to be able to help, uh, hound them on defense, block out the boards, do all the concentration things we talk about and work on every day. 
Very important that you do those things and then the rest of it will come. You never know what's going to happen in this game. We've had, this is our 16th game with these guys as we've been here. We've got off to hard, real hard starts. We were very cold. We've been off very hot starts. We hit everything we put up. But one consistent thing by both teams that's always made this a good game is we've always played hard. We've kept our feelings out of the game. And we played pretty good defense on each other. That makes for a good game. And if we play good basketball, then you don't allow the officials to get involved in making the gray area calls where everybody's going to start thinking, well, they favor Indiana or they favor Purdue and all that baloney. So just go out and play a great game. Then you take the officials out of the game, and then you've got some confidence reinforced, and we're ready to go on to the next thing. If not, then the building blocks start again tomorrow. Got to get the ball inside, gentlemen. Keep the ball out of the post on defense, or if it goes in there, cover down and help each other. Let's have great movement on offense once our EB is, is uh, stopped and have patience. Give no second, third shots. And we must play in a frenzy and dominate the first five minutes of the game. And it's going to be a, a long, hard-fought game. It's going to be a game that, just like all Big Ten games, you've got to be ready to play the first five minutes. Try to get that last shot to, at, at, uh, before we come in at half. Come in at half with some momentum. But the most important thing is, you gotta get out there and take pride defensively and have good basic defensive body balance so you can stop the guy from penetrating, stop him from making the great passes, block him off, and do all those things defensively it takes to become a great basketball team. Now, you guys, you guys have been through a lot of games and you're, you're past the point where the crowd should dictate how you play. And too many times this year at home, we've let the crowd dictate the kind of shots we take, the kind of passes we make, how quick we shoot the ball. And there's going to be a pl plenty of emotion out there on the floor today, and we don't need to, need to allow that to happen. We've got to play our game, take the shots that we practice, and just because the crowd's going nuts, we can't be casting shots off one pass. Movement and patience. Movement and patience. And don't forget that all day, movement and patience. Okay, guys, we're trying to get better defense. We're trying to get better at, at passing technique. And if we can do those two things, the rest of your game will come around. Let's get after these guys the first five minutes with great intensity. Go! Go! Don't let them out-hustle you. Go. Every loose go. ball should be ours. The first five minutes, then we'll make our adjustments together. We attack with confidence. We're the best team. Let's go make the adjustments. We're the best team. Let's go. Uh, Gene, uh, just your overall impression of the crowd seemed to be very super all day. Well, I thought it was a typical Indiana Purdue crowd like it is at Bloomington. It's always uh, uh, wild. It was a uh, crowd here, enthusiastic. It's just a great rivalry. And, of course, I feel that way because we won. But it's still uh, something that uh, it's always a clean-fought game and uh, very competitive, and I enjoy that. No, it makes it even better as you see some of the things that went on just the day before in college basketball and some of the rivalries around the country. And this one's a heated one, and yet, uh, you know, both teams were able to leave the floor and, you know, with handshakes and, you know, a good feeling about each other. I don't think that's ever going to be tolerated by either one of the coaches in these two programs, so it's something that I think starts in practice. Coach, a huge difference in the way this ball game started here at Mackey Arena opposed to the way it started at Bloomington back there on the last day of January. Well, we didn't get a lead like they did, but we did a good off to a good start, and we wanted to dominate the first five minutes, and we did that, and we got a, uh, I believe, a nine-point lead, and that certainly was something that, that got us started right, and then we 
started shooting some perimeter shots and got us in trouble. They shot very well in the first half, 63%, coming off a 71% shooting game against Michigan State. So they were red hot, although it appeared that uh, defensively you were doing some good things there. Well, we weren't jumping the ball, though, Larry, and getting, keeping them getting layups, and that's where, really where they hurt us. They went inside and they cut off the backside pick and got some nice in, inside layups, and they did a good job taking it right at us, and we didn't do a very good job containing the dribble. So because of our defense and our lack of patience, we kept them in the game. Like your team, if you hold some horses down, they got others to go to. In this case, you checked Edwards and Garrett very well, and uh, they were able to go elsewhere to get the points. I thought Isle and... Of course, Keith Smart and Joe Hillman played well in the first half. Well, I thought I'll play one of his better games of the year, and Callaway came back in there and scored some baskets when they needed them, and uh, Jadlow did a good job. But uh, again, probably the big key was we got both of their centers in foul trouble. Were you a little concerned when uh, you were doing everything well right there at the end of the half after the bench technical in Indiana, but then uh, Smart throws up that prayer at the end of the first half and buries it? Well, that was our fault, right, because we shot the ball too quick. We want to shoot the ball at about three seconds, and we hit the bucket at about eight seconds, and that gives them time to come down and retaliate, and Keith hit a great shot. So that was something that we, we need to do a better job of, not shoot the ball so quick. Rebounding Harwin. We're killing them. 18-11. 18-11? We only have two offensive rebounds, which is good. I got one for a putback. All right, ball handling. Turnovers. Eight. What about them? Seven. Too many? Because too, there's too many of them unforced. Everett, all three years are unforced. Just threw the ball away. You got to come out now and have good passing technique. We've talked about that before the game. You must <coughs> deliver the good pass. Okay, uh, what's shooting percentage? There's 63. There's 63. 63%? Holy Toledo. So what's that telling you? You're giving them what? Too many layups. What's ours? 51. You see, that's not going to win for you. What about free throws? How many they got? They have nine, they have 22. They shot nine free throws, we shot 22. And we're field goal here. This is free throw here. Special plays. Shot the ball too quick, Tony. Allowed them to get the three-pointer. It has happened every half. It has happened every time. We worked on it during the week. You cannot shoot the ball until it says three seconds. But which means even though you made the shot, it's still killed us because we didn't maintain our lead. Laker only and takes like four seconds, maybe. Especially if, if you come right off the pick and shoot it, it's, it's less than that. I mean, it's great you made the shot. That's not the point. We have got to learn, when you get into NCAA play, to take the shot at the right time with the right seconds show on the clock, because all the games are going to be close. And, and then we all stand there. And then you let him penetrate down here and shoot a three-pointer. You gotta contain the dribble, force him to do something. Change his dribble, turning like we work on our one-on-one -on -one defense. Get him out away from good rhythm and going down there and jumping up and shooting because he's a great athlete. Going to the second half, 
it appeared that uh, you wanted to attack the middle, like you did down at Bloomington, really, to get back in the game. And Todd Mitchell just took over that second half inside. And honestly, Garrett couldn't defend him. Well, you know, we had uh, Troy Lewis with 14 assists, and he got the ball inside. Everett did a good job getting the ball inside, so did Tony Jones. So because of Mitchell, Melvin, and Scheffler inside, second half, we were able to, to, to get the uh, point lead and, and pretty much put it out of reach. Yeah! You got a back, boy. Purdue would come out ready for Illinois as well, taking down the Fighting Illini four nights later by a 93-79 score. In fact, the Boilermakers would go on to win 10 of their last 11 to close out the regular season at 27-3, taking the Big Ten title by a full three games over second-place Michigan. Purdue earned the one seed in the Midwest region and made quick work of Fairleigh Dickinson and Memphis in the first two rounds. In the Sweet 16, they would take on Coach Katie's alma mater, a Kansas State team that the Boilermakers had beaten handily in late December. But the Wildcats got 27 points from future NBA Hall of Famer Mitch Richmond, and the Boilermakers fell 73-70. It was the final game for the three amigos. Troy Lewis would end his career as the number four scorer in program history, while Todd Mitchell would be eighth in scoring and fourth in rebounding. Everett Stevens also finished with over a thousand points for his career, while ranking third in program history in assists. They won 96 games in four seasons, took the team to four straight NCAA tournaments, and spent 37 weeks ranked in the top 25, including 29 weeks in the top 10, in 18 in the top five. Next week on Katie Corner, we'll jump ahead a few years to the days of the big dog, Zoe, and the 93-94 Boilermakers. Until then, Boiler Up. <laughs>